Even in literature and art, no man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth without caring two pence about how often it has been told before, you will, nine times out of ten, become original without ever having noticed it. C.S. Lewis You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. How do I know that my story is unique? How important is it that I be unique at all? What do I do if I feel like my writing is too much like other books? These are the questions we will be trying to answer today. Uniqueness within a storytelling world is different. We've talked about this before. There's really no new story. They're the same plots over and over and over again, maybe mixed with other plots, maybe shuffled together a little bit. You boil it down far enough and it's the same story. But my story's different. You may not have read another story like yours that doesn't make it unique. What makes it unique is you. There are a lot of common misconceptions when it comes to unique stories. People think that their story must be unique in order for it to be good. And I will tell you right off, that is not true. One of the biggest lies you can tell yourself is that no one's going to like my story if it's not unique. If it doesn't take place in this magic random world, if it takes place on Earth, then it's not unique and it doesn't count as a story. No one will ever say, this book is awesome. I hope no one ever writes anything like it ever. Or, you know, Sherlock Holmes is stupid. All he does is solve mysteries after mysteries after mysteries. We keep returning to Sherlock Holmes because we like the mysteries. We keep returning to books with the same tropes because we like those tropes. Another misconception a lot of people have is that unique is the same thing as interesting. Have you ever met one of those people who just blurts out random nouns when you're like trying to have a conversation because they take pride in being quote unquote random? That's really annoying. They aren't terribly interesting people. The entire amount of their character boils down to watermelon elephant. And they're just trying to be unique because they think it's interesting. It's not. The same thing applies to your stories. Just because it's unique doesn't mean it's interesting. And also the reverse. If it's not unique doesn't mean it's not interesting. What makes something interesting is a completely different list than what makes something unique. Interesting is about emotions. It's about connecting with your readers. It's about your reader telling part of the story themselves. None of that has to do with how commonly it's been out there in the world. In the same vein... People believe that unique is the same thing as standing out from the crowd. No, you can be similar to other stories and still have your books stand out because the quality is better. Your cover design is going to help you stand out from the crowd. When it comes to the content itself, people don't care. People don't want you to necessarily stand out from the crowd. They want to be able to pull their hair out because the character is making a stupid decision or whatever. They want to react. They don't really care about any other book so long as your book and your writing flourishes. 
Have you ever seen that meme demotivational poster of the fork with the little chain attaching the two sides, like dangling off the side of the plate? No, I haven't. But that sounds funny. It's captioned, just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful. I like it. Because this fork is very different from the rest of the forks. But you can't actually use it because the point of a fork is to lift things. And the chain is just going to make things flop everywhere. You can have a beautiful fork that's different than the forks around it. But if it's not shaped and built like a fork, it's not going to work like a fork. It's going to sit over there and never get touched by anybody and never serve a purpose. Also, another misconception is that not being unique means that you're exactly like everyone else. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about your book being the exact same. Unless you are copying a story word for word or lines word for word, you really don't have to worry about it being the same. People like same. So don't worry about that. What do I worry about? What do I aim for? Figure out what you want to write, what you love in the books that you read. And then write those elements in your own way. There's a bit of, I believe it was Sanderson advice saying, steal structure. But that won't make me unique. Yeah, but it'll make you successful. And really, which is more important to you? You can be unique in your magic systems. You can be unique in dialogue. A book that I recently read was really unique in the way that they described the world. But the plot was basically the same as a lot of other plots I've seen. I would also encourage you to find other authors in your genre and figure out what about their style do you like and not like. Because we're looking at successful versus unique at that point. Take two authors and compare them. What do they have in common? What sort of elements do they both include? And what do they both do well? And I would also encourage you to redefine the word unique, because if you're aiming to stand out from the crowd and aiming to be this extra aloof special thing over in the corner, then no one's going to come visit you, which if that's what you want, go for it, do it. But if you want people to read your writing, then it shouldn't just be gibberish words on a page. If you ever get the chance, I encourage you to look up I believe it was on YouTube, the ugliest piece of music ever written. So these music theory students got together and figured out what people liked and then did the opposite. So it's 27 minutes of sounds that have no key, no basic melody that you can follow, nothing that resembles music. So it's unique, but it's terrible. So I would encourage you to redefine unique into something that better applies to you, your own special magic system, or something that helps express an emotion that your readers are afraid to express themselves. Another thing to remember, to remind yourself about when writing your story, is that people really do enjoy seeing the same things. That's why we have genres. That's why we have subgenres. People really like historical romance. People really like high fantasy and grimdark. 
there's these things that have their own tropes and all of them share elements within the storytelling, like your romance. They're always going to have a happily ever after. That's just what romance is. There's nothing wrong with fitting into these categories because that's what the readers expect. And there's a lot to be said for filling reader expectations. So I want you to keep an eye out for a couple of things. The first is when you see the word unique in marketing, what does that tell you about the book? What is your instinct, your gut reaction to saying, well, this author is very unique? I actually get really hesitant when I see that because I'm like, okay, well, if they're unique, that sounds like a really PR way to say they're okay. There's nothing better that can be said about them. It's not like the marketing team is going, hey, you know what? This book is for people who don't like to sleep at night. It's unique. And what about unique authors? Those authors that defy trends and genres. What do they do well and what makes them unique? You know I've talked about it plenty of times. Brandon Sanderson has very unique magic systems. They are not just the standard wave a wand and say some words and things happen magic systems. But his characters, his plots, they all share similar themes and structures to things we've seen before. Those that are defying trends and genres are often successfully defying tropes. Sanderson treads the line between sci-fi and fantasy pretty well, I think. But he's still in a very specific target audience. He has his target audience and he thrives in it. If he tried to write a historical romance, I'm not sure how well that would go off unless there are magic systems involved. It's very rare I see Lee cringe when thinking about Sanderson's writing. That was a moment... (laughs) Yeah, I cringed pretty hard trying to think about him writing historical romance. It makes my head hurt. Something else I want you to keep an eye out for and to sort of start to understand are ghostwriters. Ghostwriters kind of feel like a cheat code to me (laughs) of someone has this concept for a story, but they don't want to put the work into it, so they hire someone else to do it. There is innate difficulty in that because you lose what's unique about the person who designed the story, their voice. This is a little bit different if you're talking nonfiction. It's more common to have ghostwriters do things like biographies because you may have somebody with an interesting life story that doesn't know how to do the whole writing thing, so they'll hire a ghostwriter to do that for them. But ghostwriters in the sense of fiction, especially fantasy where you have unique worlds, that gets a little weird because you don't get the true unique flavor of the author and their creation. You're getting the creator idea through a filter of someone else. All that comes down to say your story is unique because you're the one who's writing it. No one else can write this story like you can. So long as it's coming from you, your energy is better spent making your story phenomenal than worrying about how unique it is. Your story matters, so write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.